The Street Smart Mental Health Podcast is powered by Birdies for Bipolar. Birdies for Bipolar aids veterans and civilians living with mental illness by using golf as recreational therapy. For more information, check out birdiesforbipolar.org. That's birdies, the number four, bipolar.org. is the Street Smart Mental Health Podcast. We are coming to you, as always, from the Lou Fuse Automotive Group Studio. My name is Michael Wellington, and the man across the table from me is my tag team partner. Many of you know him as the Natty King. His name is Brandon McDemie. Brandon, what's, what's going on, brother? Oh, man, I'm great. I'm fantastic. Just got back from Florida. Recharged, revived. Revived? Yeah, man, I want to talk about that with you because... As I've told you before, and I've many people that know me know that I'm not the most Facebook-friendly person, <laughs> but I got a message from some loved ones of mine who've been following you since we started this podcast, and, and they said that they were proud of you because you were experiencing some seasonal depression, and you just grabbed the family and said, we're going to get to some warm weather. Dude, yeah. Three o'clock on a Sunday, two weeks ago, almost two weeks ago. I just looked at the forecast. I was laying in bed. I just felt like shit as usual. End of the winter yep. type, you know, where I ain't left. I ain't been in the sunlight in fucking months. I just, dude, I had enough. Just hit the bottom. I was like, I got to go. Looked up flights. It was like three o'clock when we booked it. We left at seven, flew out at, se at seven o'clock, went to Fort Myers. It was awesome. It's a great part of Florida. Uh, I've been lucky to go down there a few different times. And I think when you live in a place like St. Louis or the Midwest, you're right on. You know, you have that that gray period from basically Thanksgiving all the way until St. Patrick's Day. Mm -hmm. And this year it seemed like, you know, I was out of town for most of it, but it seemed like the gray period lasted for all of March. And, you know, kudos to you for, for saying, you know what, I've had enough. I'm going to, I'm going to make a change or I'm going to do something to shake things up. Was it kind of an immediate impact when you got down there or, Dude, or did it, it take it, a couple days? It was instantly, instantly. As soon as I stepped off the plane into the sunlight and just, you feel like you're in a you went in a time machine, you know, like to the to, like you went from winter to summer somehow. But no, it was fantastic. It was just it, it, it makes such a difference in my world to be in the sun, to be in the heat. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It was warm, well worth warm it. Warm weather. I don't know what it is. Sunlight. It, it's just a mood enhancer. I don't care. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you have a condition, a mental health condition or not. When you put yourself in a place where you can be out in the sunshine or you can be near the ocean or mm -hmm. you can be in warmer climates, you know, that is something that I know I take very seriously. And, and obviously you do, too, since you decided to go and, and take the family and get down south. And I think a lot of people need to realize that, you know, yeah, sometimes it costs a few dollars to go to some of these places, especially, you know, the beginning parts of the year when the weather in the Midwest is bad. But that's money well spent on your mental health. Dude, it's an investment. I mean, I, I'm back now, and I feel like I just, whatever I just spent, I'm, I'm more prepared to make more than that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm prepared to get to work. Like, I'm now I'm ready. I'm, like, mentally reactivated. Recharged. Yeah, it's like I invested, like, I, I spent that money, but now I'm going to work. I'm in the mood to work <laughs> again. You know yes. what I mean? Like, I was, I was laying there just fucking absolutely miserable, and I, I just... I had no motivation. Now I'm now I'm motivated. And dude, it's like you have that, you know, we're talking about that gray time. 
that gray period from, you know, it's cool when you're in the holidays. Like when it's cold and gray out, you know, when you're getting with family and you're doing all these parties and you're all that shit. January 2nd to me is the worst day of the year because it's fucking over with. Everything's gray and dead. There's no holidays. There's nothing to look forward to for four months. You know what I mean? And it's just, I was just at the end of it, man. I was just, that's it. I got to go. I, Annabelle had a friend. My oldest daughter had a friend over. I said, you can come too. Let's go. Just go home, grab your shit and let's roll. Yeah, it's a recharging of the batteries. Uh, also, too, when you go this time of year, when you go in March or maybe even early April, you know, you're not that far away from the weather breaking in St. Louis. And I just know from living with bipolar disorder for 20 some odd years, you know, once that warm weather hits, no matter if I'm here in the spring or somewhere else, the warm weather and the sunshine, it just does so many good things for you. And I think it's something that people, I think they almost forget about it when you live in, 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 a, in a Midwest climate. During you know right. that November, December, January, February, March area, and it, it needs to be you need to be reminded of it. And, and your story here, just I thought it was important that we bring that up because it's enabled you now, like you said, to kind of recharge the batteries, get ready to go for. Because when spring comes in St. Louis, it's always fun. You know the Cardinals are about to play; they're right. playing now, right? And I think that's always the uh, the sign that hey, winter's over and we're finally ready for spring. Yep, yeah, dude. And and shit, you look at this, the forecast next week; it's gonna be in the eighties. Like all week. Like, oh, I feel great. I tried to bring that warm weather with me. Oh, you did. Yeah, you got a nice tan. You wore sunblock a little bit more. No, you look great. (laughs) Thank you. You look great. You know, I I appreciate that. Uh, You know, we were talking a little bit off air about, you know, some of the things that are going on in the mental health world. And, you know, this week, uh, starting today, is is the beginning of the Masters. And, um, you know, we found out something very interesting that there's a, a professional golfer on the PGA Tour named Aaron Wise who decided this year that he was exempt for the Masters, but he's had some mental health challenges and he's not going to play. And, you know, it's really incredible. I've been lucky enough to go to the Masters a couple times as a spectator, and truly it is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Dude, I saw somebody post a, uh, not to get off topic a little bit here, but I saw somebody post a a ticket for that was like $15,000 to go. Some of them could be. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. Now, the funny part is, though, if you go there and you – the face value tickets are not that expensive. And then if you're going to go buy, like, food and beer and, like, a T-shirt and a hat, like, beer is, like, $4. Yeah, I saw somebody post that, and it was, like, a old school prices. Is $3. Yeah, it's like, yeah. They do a wonderful job of keeping it reasonable That's because cool. they know that, like, yeah, maybe the tickets, if you if you don't get them at face value, are going to be kind of astronomical. Yeah. The thing that I thought was interesting about Aaron Wise pulling out of the Masters was certainly it's competition. It's, you know, it's a major championship. It's one of the four biggest golf tournaments in the world, if not the biggest. But Augusta National is such a beautiful place that I would have thought that him being in that environment would have helped his mental health, frankly, because you have all the flowers and the azaleas and the dogwoods and the grasses. I don't know where they get the grass there. It's like this Martian grass from another planet. It's the most amazing place I've ever been. But then I think you throw in the competition aspect of it, and maybe he had been struggling. But, you know, another thing we were talking about off the air here is, you know, five and ten years ago, these athletes, they weren't even thinking about right. stepping back from a competition. They wouldn't tell anybody about this. They were so, probably thinking it, but never nobody ever said shit about it. Right. And so while I think it would be difficult to pull out of the Masters because it's such an amazing tournament— <clears throat> Kudos to Aaron Wise for saying, yeah. hey, you know what? My mental health is more important than any golf tournament. And I kind of know how that feeling goes. Like, I never played in the Masters, but I, I got to a point in my life where where golf had become more important to me than my mental health. So 
I totally want to tip the cap to him for pulling out the masters and, and going to work on himself for the next couple of weeks. What a huge first step that is, you know, to be able to, to take that far. We'll sit with this and a lot of us will, will just bury that shit deep, deep down and just deal with it for years. Yeah. But what a huge first step to just go, look, man, I'm fucking not feeling good. Let me do it. Let me go ahead and do what I got to do. It's a really mature thing to do. It, it tells you that he has <laughs> superior awareness. And we're talking yeah. about a kid that he's only probably 25, 26 years old. I mean, I, he, he's under 30 for sure. And That's amazing. It, 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 this is happening a lot more with these athletes. You know, on Monday night, this past Monday night, was the national championship for NCAA basketball. And there was a kid earlier in the year who plays for Iowa who stepped away from, from college basketball. I'm going to read something that he put up on one of his social media sites. His name is Patrick McCaffrey, and he, he posted something midway through the season. It said, I've been battling anxiety for a while, and it recently has peaked which has inhibited my preparation and performance on the court. It's not fair to myself or my teammates to be on the court when I'm not myself. The anxiety has affected my sleep, my appetite, and stamina, which has resulted in not having the energy level necessary to compete at my full capability. My struggle with anxiety affects every aspect of my well-being and makes it incredibly difficult to function normally. This is what I'm battling right now. For this reason, I'm taking an indefinite leave to address my situation. It might be two games. It might be four games. It may be more, but I will return when I feel like myself. My leave of absence is not related to my past battle with cancer. Jesus, poor fucking guy. What, what a, I mean, how mature is that? Yeah. And that's a kid. I mean, right? that's a kid. Under 22 years old. Right, right. That's, yeah, that's, that takes a lot of mental strength yeah, I to mean, do that. Plus, you know, when you're on a basketball team, you might take that step away and you may lose a starting spot, you know, uh, Yeah. because there's other players that I'm sure are ready to take your spot. So for a kid to do that midway through the season, it just goes to show you that the mental health climate is changing mm-hmm. and more people are talking about it. And, and, and that's another thing we, we talked about briefly was, you know, when you're not feeling good, tell people. You know, you don't have to do a, a Facebook post or an Instagram post. Now, you can right? because then, you know, maybe it'll reach more people. But I think that's where people make gains and, and make strides to get to the right place, you know, that instead of hiding it and, and being quiet about it. I mean, you look at a guy on the PGA Tour and then this other kid, this Patrick McCaffrey kid who's playing NCAA Division One basketball. Right. These people are coming out to say, hey, look, I have an issue. I'm going to go work on it. And I think that's that's the whole point of, like, us doing this podcast and, mm-hmm. and other people learning about themselves and learning about mental illness and learning about what they can do to, to preserve their mental health. hundred percent. Yeah, that's, that's huge. And I'm glad that it's coming to the, to the forefront like that, to where people are just, and, and when people like this that have a voice and have an audience and have followers like they do, when they come out and do that, just encourages others to be able to, to not be afraid to do it as well. And I love that. It really is, even though like in golf with this Aaron Wise situation, no one really is a leader. You know, every every professional golfer is just competing for themselves, but that's a leadership move, right? Yeah. This kid on Iowa's basketball team, I don't know if he's the captain of the team or not, but that's a leadership type move. And and, and that's those when you when you see those people stepping forward, hopefully that'll encourage people that may be you know, quiet more normally mm-hmm. to to bring about um, the details of what's going on with them because that's how you're going to improve. You're, you're never really going to improve if you're if you stay in a room by yourself or if you don't tell anybody or if you don't uh, at least reach out to the people that are in your circle, whether it's family, friends, husband, wife. You know, those are the people that need to know what's going on with you. Absolutely. Good for them. I hope they get better, man. I hope they come back and just uh, knock the shit out of it. That's the first step, right? Is, Absolutely. Is telling people, hey, 
something is is not right, and I'm I'm aware of it, and that and that's the thing that I know I had to battle when I was learning about bipolar disorder when I was first diagnosed. You know, I didn't want to tell people, I didn't want to share what was going on, and I'll, and I'll give my mom some credit. My mom was always like, you know what, this is a, a strange thing and it's a new thing, but we're going to talk about it. We're not going to sweep it under the rug. We're not going to be quiet. We're going to address it, and and that's when people can uh, can get better. And that, and that's what it's really all about. Like I think that's one of the things I learned with with playing professional golf is that you're always trying to get a little bit better, right? And uh, I had to apply that to my situation with bipolar disorder, and I'm sure you have to apply that with some of the things that you deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Once you once you realize that it's about getting better. Then you actually can get better, but if right. you don't realize that, right. hey, I got to do some things or change some things around, right? It's gonna, it's gonna. It, you're just to gonna better. keep doing the same shit and just getting further in the cycle. Can you imagine if you never would have spoke up about how you were feeling? I mean, where you'd be? I, I mean, still be in a hospital. Same here. Yeah, it's it's, and it, it always feels like when you're in, when you're in the thick of it that it's fucking. You know, this is the way it's gonna be for the rest of my life. This is it. There's no hope. There's nothing I can do. And it's so far from the truth. When you come out and make that first step, like Aaron and, the, and this other guy did, that's the first step to just the rest of your life being better. It does get better. It, you just gotta take that first step and just let people know that you don't feel good. We've covered a lot of information here. Let's take a quick break and come back in just a minute. We've been here for over 70 years, giving back to community charities, local organizations, and youth athletics. And now we're the official automotive sponsor of St. Louis City SC. We've been here, providing the best car buying experience to our customers. Lou Fuse, we are here with the respect you deserve for 70 years and counting. Welcome back to the Street Smart Mental Health Podcast. We're going to get right back to it. It's hard sometimes to admit that you don't feel great, you know, and that's what that is, is that's the ego, mm-hmm. right? The ego tells you, oh, you don't need any help. You can do this all on your own. And Well, you have to understand that in order to get a hold of your mental health, you have to harness that ego. And once you do, and you kind of admit that, okay, Nobody, you know, you realize that nobody's perfect, nobody's life is perfect. But I think that's a problem a little bit with social media today. You know, people see other people posting things on whether it's, you know, Instagram or Twitter or whatever. They're they're kind of showing off like how mm-hmm. cool their life is, like whether they're on a, you know, an extravagant trip or they're driving a fancy car. And it's like, well, that's just for that specific moment. Yeah. You know, that yeah. doesn't mean that that's going on all the time. Oh, dude. Yeah. And if you look at my Facebook the past couple of weeks, you know, I got my my fancy Corvette and I got my fucking trip to Fort Myers. I'm, I was feeling like shit though. <laughs> you know, I've been feeling like shit and everything ain't perfect at all. The Facebook and all that shit is a highlight reel of all the good stuff. Like that's it. It's the, this is what's good. Nobody's going to go on there and share. Oh, Hey, I fucking, I'm broke. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody's sure. going to come on and say, Oh, Hey, I, uh, you know, I'm fucking arguing with my, my girlfriend, you know, nobody, you see the good shit. That's it. Right. And that's kind of the, what sucks about Facebook. And and that's why I try to tell people, you know, when I am feeling down, I like to throw that on there, too, and be like, look, I'm, I'm, it might look cool, but it ain't cool. Everything's cool. Right. There's a lot of shit going on as well that you just, 
people don't post that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, when I was thinking of, like, fancy cars and fancy trips, I was <laughs> You described like my last week. <laughs> I was thinking of a Ferrari and, like, uh, you know, a trip to Australia. Yeah, I posted my Corvette <laughs> yesterday. The wife scratched it. Did you? Yeah, she scratched the fucking car backing out of the driveway. So, it, uh, and that's just, it was just funny that you, you mentioned my, tr- I went on a trip last week. I, I, mean, like, <laughs> I, I did not. I you don't even get on Facebook, so you don't even know. You don't even know. That's I promise a, you I did not look and had no... Uh, no, I know. I know. I know. It's just funny. I was fucking with you. That's all. And you're right. That's all people see, though, is they see this this uh, happy, fancy life that people are living, and and then they compare themselves to it. Right. And they don't realize these people are fucked up, too. <laughs> you know you, what I mean? You said something there that's super important, right? You said people compare themselves, right. the, themselves to other people, right? Well, what you have to realize is that everybody is unique. Every, right. Nobody is the same. You you can't compare yourself. Comparing yourself to other people is pointless. Right. Because everybody is different. Everybody's from a different place. They're a different color. Mm-hmm. They're a different sex. They're a different. They have different jobs. I mean, you know, when you compare yourself to people on uh, looking at people on social media, you're, you're just setting yourself up. For Absolutely. Trouble. I've been recently toying with the idea of taking a pretty extended break from social media, which I think would be probably beneficial for anybody to do. Now, why Why are you thinking about that? <laughs> I just spend so much fucking time on it. Okay. So much fucking time on it. And, you know, it's about to be time like where it's nice out. I'm going to start going fishing and shit. You know, I, I, I don't fish very often. I'm trying to take on that new. Be good for you. I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to take on that. that new hobby, outdoor hobby. You know, and just we call this recreational therapy. Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, like when I work with our veterans, like the golf is yeah. recreational therapy. Fishing is certainly recreational. Therapy. I would love. To, yeah, I just want to be outside, and yeah. and I just feel like a, a little break from the scrolling. You know, all social media really is is a fucking ego feed. You know, you're just sitting there trying to get a fucking couple. People are just trying to get a couple likes. They're trying to get somebody to say how cool they are or how great they are. And that's why you only see good shit on there anyway, because people are looking for that ego feed. And I just I just feel like I just spend too much time scrolling the fucking shit. And I just I want to get out in nature and like live and experience the world around me. And I'm just so much. So let's unpack unpack that a little bit. Yeah. When you decide to do that, Mm -hmm. what does that look like? I don't know. Does that mean you put your phone like in your car when you're either at home or obviously when you're fishing. Yeah. You know, how how do people actually do it? I mean, it's one thing to say, okay, yeah, I'm going to cut back on my social media intake, but what are the steps to actually, do you have to keep your phone underneath the cabinets, under underneath your kitchen sink? I mean, what, what do you, what do <laughs> no, you do? No, because you just go get it then. Well, right. So it's it's discipline, man. It's right. like, it's like you don't, exactly. I mean, I could leave it under, I could fucking leave it anywhere, but I'm going to get up and go find it and pick it up and do it anyway. So this iPhone shit, I've been, I've been messing with this iPhone lately that has a time limiter on it. So I could do like, uh, you can put like how, how long, you're allowed to be on an app. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, know I that. but but here's the thing. I set it for fucking one hour, right? I was like, an hour a day tops on Facebook. And every time that motherfucker, I did this like three weeks ago, a month ago almost. Every time that motherfucker comes on and says, "Hey, you've reached your limit," there's a little button that says "Ignore limit for day for today." <laughs> I didn't know. That. And I just go, "Yeah, fuck ignore. it." Yeah. yeah. And I hit that ignore limit button. And so it just comes down to discipline, dude. It's like I, I need to have the discipline to go. All right, I'm not going to ignore the limit today. <laughs> you know what I mean? And oh, that's I, I totally. Do and so I follow this writer. His name is Ryan Holiday. He's a mm-hmm. stoic writer. He's got a number of handful of books out there that are really good. One of them's called uh, "Ego Is the Enemy." Mm-hmm. One of them called "Stillness Is the Key." But I listen. Well, he has, cool. He's got a podcast, and I listen to some of his stuff. And what's his name again? Ryan, Ryan Holiday. Holiday. And and he he said something recently that I thought was worth bringing up on our podcast. He talked about how 
he does not look at his phone until 10 a.m. every day. But he gets up at like 5 or 5.30. Oh, that's perfect. And he does like an exercise deal. He does a meditation. He does some journaling. He'll, he'll get on his computer maybe around 9, mm-hmm. but then he will not look at his phone. He does not sleep in the same room as his phone. He has his phone in a different room. No shit. Which is, to me, that'd be tough. I need to probably be better at that. But yeah, I mean, I think these are all ideas from people that have experimented with, hey, I'm going to try and cut back on my, whether it's social media time or, yeah. or just phone time in general, right? Like Screen time. That, yeah. Do you ever have that feeling when you don't have your phone on you, but it feels like it's in your pocket? Yeah. It just feels like something vibrating. It's like, I don't even have the fuck. What was that? Yes. That, that to me is like the biggest They know, said that's a real thing. It might be a problem. They say that's a real thing. Like you actually, like it's a real mental. It happens to me all the time. It's like nuts. If I'm, if I'm playing golf, right, and I put my phone in the bag, uh-huh. I try not to. Try to keep the phone in the bag. Yeah, I'll be walking down a hole, and all of a sudden, I'll feel like this vibration in my pocket. But I know my phone is not in my pocket. That's trippy, isn't it? Yes, but it's a real thing, and I know I'm not the only person. No, not at all, not at all. It just tells you how your mind, how the human mind is wired. Yeah, that you know, you're you're kind of the phone is maybe everybody's biggest addiction. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by far, it's mine. It's and it's 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 an actual legit addiction, like like meth <laughs> like legit, it's legit got <laughs> the same as as it, i don't know if it's bad as bad for you but it is yeah it's a it's a real addiction screen screen time you know and i read something i didn't read something i heard something on like youtube video or something and the guy said it's like a the refresh effect or some shit okay. to where you you when you hold down and fucking like this is like a here, i'll show you you pull out your phone go to your app and just hit this right here and see that little thing right there yep see i just did that he said that refresh thing is like a uh, i don't know it's a fucking well i think i know what you're addiction. talking about because when, the only social media site that i really follow is twitter right mm-hmm. and when i'm looking at the twitter at the top of the page when new tweets come yeah there'll be a little picture of the people that have tweeted most recently and it's almost like i always want to hit it because i want the new information right like i want i want to know what's the exact up to date right as opposed to reading the thing that i'm actually reading at that second right i see the new information like, oh i got you know, like fuck what i was just reading exactly. let me go read and, this and i'm sure i'm sure i'm not the only person that experiences that it's weird the, the new information is like we can't, it's like we can't get to it fast enough right right and that's that's what they're saying the refresh I don't know what he called it, but it was like some sort by refreshing the screen. That's huh? that's an addiction. I believe it. And it's yeah, like, because that's Jesus, new, dude. Yeah, it's like the new. If you were getting high or getting, a, having it's a like beer, taking a hit. It's, yeah, it's like, like the, the, new, the new buzz. Right, it's crazy. Yeah, it's so, so yeah, so that's why I want to kind of step back and and kind of just see what what happens to my mental health by taking a break and limiting it. You well, know? you said it a few moments ago. The most important piece of that is discipline. It's a hundred percent what it is. Yeah. It's a hundred percent. On Tuesday night, I went to the ball game, went out afterwards and ate just a ton of pizza. Good for you. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> where'd you go? Obi Clark's. I've never, I've never, been, I've never been there. They've got a great thin crust pizza and I ran oh, into, yeah. with a buddy and we ran into another good buddy and we ended up having three of these square, you know, pizzas. I mean, but, and it was, not, you know, it was a good amount of food. Well, sure. But sounds then, like it. But then yesterday when I woke up, felt like shit. Didn't feel good, right? But I forced myself to go work out. I mean, I absolutely had to yell at myself to say, "Okay, you fat fuck, you, you ate all that pizza <laughs> right. last night, right?" And that's fine, but you can only get away with it if you go work out. And I wound up getting a, a, a pretty solid, like a really good workout, to be honest. But I feel like when you're talking about the discipline to cut back on your social media stuff, mm-hmm. for me, 
I ate horribly on Tuesday night, but I forced myself to have the discipline to get to the gym, right? Yeah. And I'm I'm glad that I did. You canceled out the pizza. Now it never happened. At least mentally I did. Right? Sure, like maybe sure. maybe that's not gonna change on what I said on a scale. Yeah. But but at least like, okay, I had that two hour window at Obi Clark's where I was having pizza mm-hmm. and then I flipped it over by getting to the gym, right? But right. if I didn't get to the gym yesterday, I probably in my own mind, I know how I work. I would have felt shitty all day. Number one, that I didn't get the endorphins in my body. But number two, that I ate like that on Tuesday night. I didn't do anything to like. Well, and if you didn't, then next thing you know, you're fucking eating pizza again and going, fuck it. And next thing you know, it's three weeks go by and you're like, I've been eating like shit for a month almost. And and it's it's easy to fall into that little trap. So discipline, it's, I mean, discipline's the name of the game. No question. When it comes to mental health, like I know that I've got to have my discipline every day to take my bipolar medication. Right. I have to, like if I don't, if I don't take my meds, like, you know, bad things can happen. Sure. You know? Same thing with the, you know, if you eat bad, you got to get to the gym. You know, you got to drink water. I mean, the discipline aspect of mental health is, uh, it's paramount to actually have good mental health. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you, if you, if you don't have some sort of discipline, like your, your mind is going to eat you up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I had emos last night. Oh, so I should probably, I always get the same thing. Extra cheese cooked. Well done. I eat like a fucking three-year-old. I always get well done. <laughs> yeah. No, I always get well done. I'm a sausage pepperoni. Oh well yeah, 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 yeah. For years and years. Yeah, extra cheese, well done, and uh, yeah, I need to, I need to yell at myself to go to the gym, like well, you, like whatever. you, yeah, whatever. If it's the gym or if it's a walk, yeah. You know, I think a lot of times people think, well, I'm not a member at a gym, or I don't, I don't have, I can't afford to take an Orange Theory class. Well, walk, or walk. Yeah, there's the a, yeah, right? like literally go outside and just walk up and down the street, yeah. especially if it's nice out. Oh yeah, out. yeah. I mean, this is my, this is the time of year where I don't mind getting up early. I don't mind an early morning walk when it's like fucking 75 degrees outside is the best thing. in the. Well, and to your point, that's one of the things that Ryan holiday talks about when he does all these things before he looks at his, t- his phone at 10 AM. One of them is a walk or some sort of exercise first thing in the morning. Yeah. Like I, I right away. Mind that he told me a little bit about, um, he found some research about if you get out and do at least minimal walking, maybe you can do running when the sun's coming up. Like it has some sort of magnetic effect where it gives you better energy all day long. Shit, I, I yeah, I've I've done that. I I got this lake. Uh, I don't know if I talked about this on here yet, but there's this lake right around the corner from my house. It's almost like nobody knows it's there. It's huge. Perfect. Fucking yeah, I'm not even gonna name it because I don't want anybody to go there. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, and it's I just go out there and it's like you hear these stupid cows mooing and shit, and you got fucking geese about you know flying all over the place and it's just beautiful peaceful and i do that and it's about a mile around the lake i do that when it's you know when it's warm out i should do when it's cold too but and it just feels great sets the stage for the whole day yeah, being outside whether it's in that environment around a body of water mm-hmm. you know for me it's a lot obviously on the golf course uh, whether it's playing tennis or pickleball or just being outside is so important people forget yeah and they get stuck behind computer screen in their cubicle and they don't realize like hey you know i need to spend some time outdoors yeah yeah Got it. Yeah, I'm so excited for this weather next week. Said like 78 to 83, like every day. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna get some shit done. Deserve it after this winter. Oh my god, I do. I do. (laughs) Fucking do. I deserve it. I'm gonna take advantage of it. Barbecue Um, weather. Have you gotten some good feed? I know I have, but 
I haven't seen you in a little while, but mm-hmm. you've gotten some good feedback about this podcast. Yeah, I love Yeah, Yeah, I've been getting some messages here and there, and I, I love it. I love that it's seeming to help people, and I'm glad that, you know, anybody listening, I'm glad that you're taking that, you know, that first step to listening to some shit like this. You know, like that's that first step is realizing that you, you might need to, and I, like I said, we're not experts or anything, but we, we do have experience in dealing with this, our own personal experience. And I hope it's helping people. And it, it seems like it is. And I love it. I love that. So share it with your friends too, obviously, if you, you know, yeah. if you're listening. When you walked in today, you shared with me something pretty cool, I thought, in the sense that you were able to kick a pharmaceutical drug out of your everyday out of, routine out of my regimen and you uh you found yeah and this alpha brain yeah dude so that and this and anybody listening this is not any type of sponsored plug this is legit like i heard about it on rogan this alpha brain well and i uh different carly rogers uh barber in wentzville go check her out at goat house but um that was also not a plug or that was just no me problem. being a, <laughs> it's not a yeah, plugger so wait no 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 no, no oh, jesus man. christ she is too oh fuck carly sorry but anyway alpha brain and i don't there's two different types of this shit so i i was prescribed adderall and I hated it. I hate Four. taking it. Attention deficit hyperactive disorder. Okay. And I hate that shit. I hate it. I don't like the way it made me feel. I don't like being fucking, it's methamphetamine, basically, dude. I always felt like it was cocaine. <laughs> right. And I don't like it. It's a lot of people take it and they, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, Adderall. You know, they take it because they want to get a little buzz off it. It didn't do that for me. It made me feel like a zombie. You know, I would pay attention to my work and do my shit. But I actually have ADHD, and when you actually have ADHD, right. that shit doesn't make you tweak, really. You know, it makes you... Of course. It does the opposite. So I didn't like it. I'd be hungover feeling by like 5 o'clock. I'd, have, I'd be irritable as fuck, and then I wouldn't sleep. So I was always apprehensive to take it. And then I found this Alpha Brain shit, and I just got the memory and focus one. There's a black label one, too, which is fucking intense i tried one of those and i was felt like i was sucking on a fucking electrical cord like yeah i wouldn't (laughs) i don't like that one okay maybe i'm sensitive to this shit but some people love it but alpha brain memory and focus and dude it's all natural caffeine free gluten free shit like it just nothing but vitamins and it makes me it just makes me dial in do you feel like you can still have the same focus you would get from the adderall when you're productive using this yeah except it's a cleaner clearer it, it's it, it, it. I don't know how to explain it. It's just like it's probably a, better oh, for you. Fuck, I'd imagine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's not amphetamine salts like the other shit. It's just like a blend of vitamin B six, herbal ext- herbal <laughs> herbal extracts, and amino acids. And I don't know. I just I dig it, dude. So I mean, anybody that's taken Vivance, Ritalin, Adderall, any of that shit, I highly suggest you try this Alpha Brain. Memory and Focus is what it's called. It's just an orange and black bottle. And I think you, you can get it at onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com, but I think they got it at Walmart now, too. So Walmart. Now, I can also share, I told you a little bit about this earlier, but I do not have ADD or ADHD, and I tried Adderall back in about 2010 because I thought that it would help me practice golf at a more efficient rate. And it kind of did in the very beginning, but then I... You know, like a true addict, I started taking it, you know, for fun. And what happened to me with the Adderall was it spiked mania in my bipolar and I wanted to the hospital. Fuck. So yeah. I can certainly speak to Adderall being a little dangerous. Yeah. For sure. Now, yeah. for you, if you're prescribed it, it's supposed to help you, you know, manage everything that you do every day. But yeah. if you notice that the side effects or some of the... Uh, details of it were you know not as productive as this then more power to you yeah no not not even close and this is 
looks like sounds like it's all vitamins. I don't know. I could be fucking something wrong in it, but I love it so far. Well, <laughs> about and, a month like, on it. Like you said, we we don't have an agreement with them. We're not. No, not at all. Not one of our sponsors. You're uh-uh. just saying this because you feel that it's helped you perform better or have you know. Yeah, no, I I have not a sponsor at all. I just legit am just sharing something with with the people yeah. listening that I that I've noticed helps me, and like I we do. That's that's one of the main points of our podcast too. Is like everybody's different. When you find something that works for you, and that goes for us and also the people that we have on, when you find something that works better, then use it, utilize mm-hmm. it. Just because it doesn't work for somebody else doesn't mean it can't work for you. I right. think a lot of people run into that. They're like, well, my friend tried this and it didn't work for him, so I'm not going to try it. Well, maybe it'll work for you. You know, you never really know. Yeah. There's a lot of options out there these days on things that can help certain conditions. Do, do you remember how much uh, Adderall you were prescribed? Was it like? Uh, it was, dude. I well, I'm like, I don't like shit like that. So, I told him give me like the grandma dose, you know, okay. like the baby dose. I'm like, well, give me the fucking least one you got. And I think it was I, literally five milligrams. Five yeah, little little blue guy, little five milligram. Just like take it. In the morning. And sometimes I would cut that fucker in half. Like I, and I know people are like, they take the orange one. It's like thirty milligrams. If I took that shit, I don't even know. I would. I don't even know what would happen to my body. I I'm, maybe I think I'm super sensitive to that shit. Maybe that's the problem. I don't know. Well, take. Let's be honest. Taking too much of anything. Whether right. it's Adderall, whether it's alcohol, whether it's caffeine, anything, yeah, it's just you, you got to watch it. But certainly, when you're when you have a condition that a certain drug is supposed to help you, you normally people go overboard and do too much. Right. Sounds right. like you were actually keeping it. Oh, I would take in a less. Way. Oh, he, yeah, the doctor. I mean, I think he wanted to start me at 15 milligrams, and I was just like, yeah, dude, give me the littlest one. And if I like the five, if it's working, I'll take three, and I'll call you back. You know what I mean? Like I'll. Start me real low on that shit. How long were you on the Adderall before you switched to this? Well, first I was prescribed Vyvanse. Very and powerful that, drug from what I've been told. That motherfucker, there was like, I don't know what it was, but there was like no generic version. I was paying like 400 a month for that shit. Yeah, it was like $12 a pill. And I took maybe half that. I didn't like that either. I just, I, I, I don't think I like the stimulants. I know that's that's the way they say to fix the ADHD or whatever is to do your stimulation but uh, get my stimulation from my caffeine. I'm good. You know, I don't need I don't know. Well, I think what you're doing here with this this new one is this is something I've always said about bipolar medications, right? And this could go for any medication. You have to be willing to experiment and try new things right? mm-hmm. to, to get better. Sure. It goes back to getting better, right? Sure. So you stumble across this because you're listening to Rogan. Right. Hey, I'm going to try this, see how it goes. And it worked. It's, yeah. it's working. It, it's, it seems like it's the right move. I mean, a lot of people are afraid to even try anything new. Right. And I think that's where you run into trouble because let's say you're taking something that it's it's okay, it's not great, but it's not bad, but you, you kind of paint yourself into a corner because you're afraid to try something else. And that brings me back to something. I got a message from a, a good friend of mine. I tried microdosing like fucking mushrooms or something. I love it. And I've heard so many good stories about this. We're going to have a veteran on that's going to talk about it. I can't wait to have that conversation, dude. Because I, I, I've i heard people say within a couple little tries of it, they it's like a fucking light switch went off and they just feel so much. I, I've, I've been terrified to try it. I've been looking into this for a very long time and I hear such good things. I've not heard one bad thing about it. So I recently heard a golf podcast with this guy on there. His name's DJ Trahan. He's played the PJ Tour the last 15 years or so. And he talked a lot about Using the microdosing of mushrooms, but also, and I hope I'm saying this right, but ayahuasca. Or have you heard of this? Yeah, 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 ayahuasca. yeah. I have heard of that. 
apparently just exactly what you just said like you're you're on it for like 30 minutes or an hour and all of a sudden you have all these clear realizations right and you stop worrying about things that you used to worry about and it's a natural thing. ayahuasca Iowa, i don't know if i'm saying that right I probably think, not something like that <laughs> yeah, but right but it's becoming and the veteran that we're going to have on uh, to talk about this the way i found him is through a friend of mine in st louis a couple of guys that i know that work together they brought a group from their office to meet with these Navy SEALs in somewhere in Tennessee. And they do like a, they sit around a campfire, they ride in a helicopter, they, they do a couple of other activities, maybe some fishing, some stuff on the rivers there. But one of the things they do is they do the microdosing. And all these Navy SEALs, to a T, they all talk about how the microdosing has helped their PTSD. Yeah, that that's I've heard of that. I've heard of that. I've heard that. The real thing. Uh, yeah, like my PTSD is, you know, not not military. It's, you know, losing my brother and the phone call I had right. with my mom as, as he was dying. And that, that fucking, I, mean, I guess I'm at a point where my, like my desperation to feel better is better. It outweighs the anxiety I have about trying That's it. Good. You know what I mean? Yes. I so do. I'd love to have that conversation with that dude about that. And then yeah, we're gonna get him anybody on else. Cameron. I forgot to mention him to you earlier. <laughs> yeah, no problem, dude. Um, Sounds I, awesome. I stumbled across him because a buddy of mine that I went to high school with was on this trip. And he said, he's like, well, you got to get these guys on. You know, they, the one thing about Navy SEALs is they just don't have any fear. Right. right? They just, fear does not, at least from what I can tell from being around a number of them, they're just not scared of anything. And I think that went into the decision to try to treat their PTSD. Hey, I'm going to try microdosing mushrooms. I'm going to try ayahuasca. I'm going to try some of these other, I think Aaron Rodgers has talked a little bit about some of these things in mm -hmm. some of his interviews in the last year. So I'm interested to learn about it too. Fuck yeah. Um, because I think when I, in my past, when I think about those kind of drugs, I think about like the college years. And like I don't want to do that at all, dude. Yeah. And you're, it's, you're doing too much of it. Right? I don't want dragons coming out of the fucking walls. I don't want <laughs> no, the tree. I don't want the trees to wave at me. I, I just want to be like, you know, I want to try it without, I just, I don't know. I well, and, and it goes back to a little bit what we were talking about a minute ago. Like, if you're willing to try different things, who knows, like, how good you could make your life. Exactly. How, how good and strong you could make your health. Right. But if you're not willing to step outside that tiny little box. And you're going to stay like this. I'm just going to take my, my Adderall or I'm just going to take my antidepressant. Well, you know, then then maybe that's all you're going to get. That's You're going to be like this. This is what's going to happen. You're going right. to stay like this until you try new shit. So I need to take my own advice and, and give that a shot. I just would like to have some research on it. She told me, Brittany told me that Cody accidentally took too much the first time. And he said like the tiles in the bathroom were like waving at him and wiggling and shit. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. I don't want I, that. I can definitely I, believe that. I'm like, I don't want that. Like, give me the, give me the recommended dose, but cut it in fourths. You know, that's think, my kind of. I think your environment when you choose to do those types of drugs is very, very important. Dude, a guy I know, Zach Babcock went to Tennessee to do like a controlled one, like in a, in an office with a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Like with a doctor, like he traveled, drove down there. Like they had him in a controlled environment, like administered the dose. Like it was the whole spiel. And he's like, dude, it's the best shit ever. I mean, I just got to learn more about it, I guess, or just fucking do it. I don't know. The brain is such a wild thing. It's insane. That I don't think in our lifetime, we're never going to really be able to explore all of it, but the more and more I read, the more and more I listen to whether it's interviews or podcasts or you know, some of these people that are talking about these different options, mm -hmm. it's, it's certainly piqued my interest. Yeah, for sure, dude. For you sure. Know? But but again, I don't want to, I'm with you, like I don't want to have it where 
I'm all by myself in the bathroom looking in the mirror the whole time. I like to be around. <laughs> right. I like to be around get people snakes that coming I know, out of your head. People that I know, they're also doing it, and hopefully you can gain something no. from it and you know improve your mental health because um, some of those things. You know, I know the microdosing of the mushrooms. Rogan talks about that quite a bit. Right. I think there's a lot of merit to it. I think you can rid yourself of a lot of negative thoughts if you just can have the courage to do one of the treatments. Right. Right. Yeah, that's on my list. That's on my list. Okay. If anybody anybody listening has some uh, advice, shoot me a message. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's the booze been lately? The beers? Yeah. Good. I like the beers. Yeah. Been taking, taking a, I've, I've dialed it back, you know, to where it's not so much throughout the week, but then the warm weather hits and it's like, oh, you got to have a beer on the back patio while you barbecue a fucking brisket. You have to. I've been getting into the Budweiser Zeros. Yeah, those are um, good. I got some of those at home. I, I try the, but you I try don't do, you don't drink liquor, do you? No, never. Uh-uh. No, I just, I just do a few evening beers, you know, in the sun. That's my favorite. Yeah. Put on some good tunes on the patio and... You know, play Music with the therapy. kids, the kids on the trampoline, and I'm back there. Got some smoke rolling off the charcoal, you know. That's my that's my fucking, oh, that's my favorite thing in the world. Barbecue? Oh, yeah, sitting on the back, just sitting on the back patio with some music and good weather and just meat smoking and kids yeah. playing, and it's awesome. Like everything you just mentioned is good mental health work. Absolutely. Music therapy, yeah. outside, uh-huh. making food yeah. around the kids. Around the kids, yeah. Yeah, dude, I cut the grass the other day for the first time, and it just that fucking fresh cut grass smell was like instant serotonin. You know, just like we well, made, I think we, made we it. talked about it maybe in you know, one of the other podcasts. You know, being in touch with your five senses is huge, and you know, you talk about the smell of the grass. I mean, yeah, who doesn't love the, the smell of fresh cut grass? Right? I wish. Yeah, I wonder if they make candles for that kind of shit because you know how I am about the candles. Well, yeah. Did you light these? Out I brought. Here? I brought a candle today. Where's it at? She's did I bring it in? Over here. I don't no, that's I. You or if that's no, you. that's not mine. But I brought a. Uh, brought a candle. Fuck. I think I left it in the car. That's but okay. We need a new one. We need a new one in here. Uh, is there anything else that like you're focused on right now? You said you're going to try and cut back on the social media. Mm-hmm. Is there any other specific mental health things you're you're trying to do? trying to stay busy with real estate man i gotta be honest it's slow right now Is it's it? yeah i think we're down like the whole realtors uh, numbers as a whole not my brokerage or me but uh i think home sales are down like 20 percent so far this year over Is last right? year okay. and it's like well fuck that's fun so i'm trying to stay busy anybody listening wants to buy or sell a house hit me up thanks yes. but uh that was a plug that's a plug <laughs> <laughs> that's a plug but yeah that's it man just staying busy ready for this this good weather so ready for this good weather. I know I keep talking about it, but fuck, man, I am. It's pretty much here. Oh. Once you get th- once you get it to Easter, it's here. Yeah, see the leaves coming back or whatever the hell that is. You know the yeah. the bushes are green, the grass is green, the sky gets blue. Cardinals are playing. I'm in. Yeah, I went to opening day. I saw Jay Boyd there for a brief minute, but yeah, it was a beautiful day for opening day. And yeah. I uh, yeah I uh, photo bombed Mandy Murphy. Wow. Yeah, the camera guy was fucking pissed. Yeah. But, you know, dude, you're downtown on opening day in the streets yeah. at 5 o'clock when it's 70 degrees. <laughs> you're going to have some asshole like me behind you fucking waving like a dipshit. There might be people that are boisterous. Oh, he was so mad. He was mad. If he's listening, hey, pal, sorry. He was not happy, though. <clears throat> but, yeah, that's it. How about you? How are you feeling? I'm good. Good. I'm good. good. Yeah. You're busy right I now. I feel good. I've been busy since uh, the middle of January. I'm uh, I'm working hard on the fitness. almost forgot. I want to talk to you about... Uh, Trip to Morocco. Yeah, where I where yeah, I kind of ran into, I ran into a little depression and anxiety. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, so I had to go to Morocco for work. I, I caddy on the Champions Tour. For people that don't know that, that's all the golfers that are over 50. And we went to this city called Rabat, mm-hmm. Morocco. Morocco's in Africa, for those of you that don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I had to ask you when you told me right. earlier. What happened was we fly over there. It's like a nine or ten hour flight, so a nine or ten hour time difference. And it's a Muslim country, so I didn't feel overly comfortable about, you know, going out to restaurants or going out to just even the gas station to go buy like a soda or a bottle of water. So I was basically relegated when I wasn't at the golf course to being in my hotel room, which was a very nice hotel. It was a Marriott, which was great, super food in the hotel. But one of the things I experienced for the first time in a long, long time was a little anxiety and a little depression because... You know, basically, when I got back from the golf course, I'd have to be just in my hotel room for, you know, 15, 16 hours. Ugh. And I I just, you know, if I'm in the United States at a tournament, you know, we're going to go out. If, if I don't go out with some buddies from the tour, you know, it might be Chipotle or it might be, you know, go Subway or whatever it might be, right? You just, you at least get out of the hotel, sure. you, do some, you walk around. But I started feeling some serious anxiety and started getting a little depressed. And so one thing I realized is the hotel had a gym. And so after the first couple of days of kind of feeling that isolation, feeling that depression and a little bit of anxiety, I, I just said, you know what, I'm going to spend more time in the gym here than I would if I was at home. Yeah. And, and that really, really helped. And we, we've certainly talked about the importance of exercise. And I mean, I've mentioned it earlier in this podcast, but I think it's something that can never be emphasized enough. You know, the, getting those endorphins in your body can evaporate any sort of anxiety or depression. And I heard something the other day, I read something. If you're experiencing depression, you want to go for a cardio workout. If you're experiencing anxiety, you want to do more weightlifting. I didn't know that. I mean, I don't even know if that's accurate. I just heard that, but I thought it was interesting. And and that particular time in Rabat, Rabat. uh, I was kind of feeling both. So the gym was nice. So I I got a lot of work in and it it definitely helped me turn the corner because it was the first time I'd really felt anxiety and depression in quite some time. Yeah. Um, But it's... It's interesting to know that even if you're doing well for a long period of time, you can still run into it in mm-hmm. a certain situation. And frankly, it wasn't that I had done anything, you know, to cause it myself. It was the environment that I was in. Sure, sure. And I think, you know, if you you have to realize, anybody has to realize out there that whatever environment you're in can cause certain things to feel a certain way. Yeah. You know, once I was able to utilize the gym that whole trip, you know, and then the other thing that was a challenge was being nine hours ahead, my sleep got flipped around, right? And so one of the things as a person living with bipolar, one of the things I really focused on is getting enough sleep and getting quality sleep. So it was a little bit of a challenge to kind of juggle all that and, and, and get it in order, but... You know, I was there for seven days and then got back to the United States, but it was certainly a, a little bit of a wake-up call for me to say, hey, you know what, you're in this situation, you got to make sure that the exercise is taken care of, and I did some journaling, some gratitude journaling, but it just goes to show you that you, you never really have it totally exactly where you like it, but that's why you have to stay diligent and, and, you know, drink enough water and get the right kind of sleep and get the exercise in and make sure you're eating some, some good food. And, yeah. you know, it was a little bit of a wake up call in the sense that I hadn't experienced it in a while, but it, it was funny because I, I remember like what it felt like to have the depression, and anxiety, right? Cause I hadn't felt it in such a long time. Sure, yeah. It was like, Whoa, 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 this <clears throat> needs to go away. We need, we need to get rid of this. And so it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about the discipline. And I, I caught a little bit more discipline when I was over there by making myself get to the gym a little bit more often than I would if I was in the United States. 
but it was something that um, I definitely wanted to mention because just when you just when you think you've got yourself in a great situation, that's when depression and anxiety can grab you. Yep. And that's why you need to stay on it all the time. Yeah, and it's good. I, I some people call that call those setbacks, but what I uh what's really interesting, what's awesome is that when you have these, when those things pop up and do that shit to you, you have an opportunity to, to practice, you know what I mean? To practice what's the, uh, to, you're practicing what works. You're pra- you get back to the basics and you had a chance to prove to yourself that I know how to handle this. So a lot of people fear those. They're like, oh, what if it comes back? What if it comes back? You just, you have, that's a good opportunity to practice what you know and get better and get, get over it. And you got to prove that to yourself. And that's awesome. So, I mean, just getting back to the basics like that, that's uh, and good for you for, for doing that, recognizing it and not like giving into it, you know? Yeah. And, and certainly could have in in the, in the sense that I was way, really far from home. You had a choice. You could have went down to the bar, yeah. you know, you could have fucking, Definitely. you had one of two paths you could have took. You were at a fork and you could have went down to the bar and fucking buried yourself in a bottle and not went to the gym and ate like shit and lived in your room and fucking came back feeling horrible or maybe even inducing another episode. Certainly. Or you could have did what you know works and what's right and look at you. You made it right through it and you're back and here you go. Yeah. I mean, you have to, if you find things that work for you when you're battling depression or anxiety, always go back to them because they will, they will work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's a great point. Like, I guess I didn't think about that. I, I guess I did have the choice to go down to the bar. You could have fucking went one of two ways. Yeah, I, I just haven't had a drink in so long. It didn't really cross my mind. That, uh, but I, I, that's an interesting. I didn't think about it that way because you could have laid in bed and stewed all fucking day. Then you know yeah. you could you could have did you could have did the opposite of what you needed to do and ended up worse. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. It's one thing to be you know outside your home in 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 the United States, right? Like if you're in Chicago or if you're in Nashville or if you're in Florida, or whatever. That's one thing, but. It was definitely a different feel being that far away from the United States. It was. Uh, I can't. That would make me. That would trip me out. I don't even like going to Cancun because I feel like I'm. You know, I don't even like no, being. No, I get it. I uh, when I was in high school, we did a uh, spring break trip to South Padre Island, and all the guys I was with, I was with. Is that Texas? Yeah, they yeah. went to Mexico. Yeah, and they were like, "Come on!" I'm like, "No, nah, I'm staying here. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a homer for the United States. Yeah, which, which I'm fine with, but." Yeah, there was a different um, scenario that I hadn't experienced. I mean, I hadn't been out of the country in such a long time, and to be that far away, I'm glad they had a gym in that. You did good. You should be proud of yourself, honestly. You did You did good. We're just going to still do our thing here on uh, Street Smart Mental Health. Mm-hmm. He's Brandon McNamee. I'm Michael Wellington, and we will see you the next time. All right. Love you. Bye.